How about curry for dinner? Persan Patel, chief eating officer at Dolly Mama, is offering people a chance to experience the cuisine, culture, and chronicles of India. The Indian food walks run for three hours. And participants get a chance to taste around eight dishes from four different states of India. They'll also hear about the history of Indian food, some personal stories, and even stop at an authentic local shop to stock up on spices. Persian joins me now to tell us all about it. Hi there. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Good. Nice to talk to you. Um, let's start by saying where you're doing these walks. There's probably only a couple of places in New Zealand where you could actually walk a few metres and come across this many different sorts of Indian curries. That's so true. So I do these walks on Sandringham Road in Auckland. And as you know, Sandringham really has this identity as being like the road that you go if you really want to try real Indian food. Yeah, the problem is it's hard to know where to start, eh? That's, that is so true because there's so many different places and... Um, Indian restaurants really have this issue where we want to stuff everything into a menu. So Mm. normally menus will have like, you know, anywhere from 40 to 50 dishes. And so if you are someone that's new to the cuisine and you just go in and you get this menu that's page upon page, you just feel totally overwhelmed and then probably just end up ordering the stuff you normally would have. Yeah. Why is that? Is it that a a restaurant has specialties but also doesn't want to give people a reason to try the restaurant next door? They want to offer anything a person could possibly want. I think it's a combination of both of those. So, yes, it is that, you know, they just want to offer the commercial hits. They know that, you know, butter chicken is always going to sell and biryani is always going to sell. So they want to offer those commercial hits. But um, also the second reason is that even if you were to go to India, you'd find a similar thing. You know, all the restaurants would have these um, menus that are just pages upon pages. And it's a real Indian thing. We love our variety. It's, uh, you know, so you'll often get this even if you go to an Indian wedding. People will go like, oh, yeah, it was good, but there wasn't enough variety, you know. They only served us 20 different dishes. <laughs> <laughs> How many different restaurants are there in Sandringham, if you've counted them? I haven't counted them, no, but I would say there's easily like 25, 30 different restaurants. Yeah. And what I really like about Sandringham is that, like India, even though these restaurants have really big menus, you do find some that are quite specialized. So, you know, there's actually three or four restaurants that only do South Indian food. And then there's a couple that only do street food. So that's really nice to see that it's not just this kind of catch-all type Everyone of doing everything, yeah. And there are a couple of really famous restaurants um, in that sort of group of shops, right? The ones that if you didn't know where to go, you'd probably go to them because they've got the most famous name. Yes. Um, so that's obviously uh, there's Satya and um, crap, I forgot <laughs> the other one. Paradise. Paradise. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So those two are the ones that are really popular and, you know, you'll, you'll often see a lot of Kiwi faces in there as well um, that are having having the food. But interestingly, you might not always see too many Indians there. Um. Yeah, I've got to say, I see plenty of Indians at Paradise when I go. Why has that particular one gone so well? And I don't want to focus too much on them because there are so many other different restaurants, but they seem to have three or four different restaurants in the same block. seems to be a real success. 
Yeah, I think with Paradise, um, what really works is like their biryani is actually quite the hit. So I think a lot of Indian come Indians go there to eat the biryani, and also I think they're one of the few restaurants that does the you know, like the kebabs on those skewers, oh, so yeah. like the tindur, tindoori type of kebabs. And um, they're one of the few restaurants that does that. Yeah. So I think a lot of Indians do like that. But, um, you know, rumor on the Indian potluck auntie scene is that <laughs> the chef um, who used to be at Paradise actually left and went to another biryani joint down the road. <laughs> and so now the biryani over there is the one that you need to have. Oh, gosh. Okay. Tell me about these tours and what your plan is. Sure. So the idea for the tours just came because I was down there with a few friends and I was just showing them around and they said exactly what you did, that, you know, it's just very overwhelming to know what to order and that they'd probably just end up sticking to what they knew. But also when I went with them, they just found it so fun to find out the history of a dish and or you know like my personal association with the dish and as you know jesse stories is always the thing that makes food special i feel like stories makes the food tastier so that's what i wanted to do with this walk i wanted to showcase really the variety of um you know, like really the depth of food that's available in India. And I think we just really, even on this walk, we're just kind of touching the surface of it really. But at least, um, you know, we're allowing people to try more dishes than they would ever have tried. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I love Indian food and I eat plenty of it. And I still, I choke when I pick up a menu. I, I never know what to go for. And then, you know, sometimes three or four chicken dishes will all sound the same on the menu. And I don't quite know what I'm doing and... So I can really see the need for it. How does the walk actually work? Sure. So we actually meet at just like a popular landmark. And uh, from there, I give people a few snacks that I've got in my backpack. Um, So we start with some mung dal and some chakli that I've just got from an Indian shop. And so we just break the ice a little bit. We talk about our favorite Indian dishes. Invariably, people tell me that that's butter chicken or tikka masala. And then I tell them they're not going to have that at all on this dish (laughs) on the walk. So their faces fall a little bit. But um, yeah, and then we just kind of head right in. So we start off with a couple of food trucks where we have some hot masala chai and I make them have Mumbai's favorite street food, which is vada pao. So we start with that. Oh, I love we, that. I've only just discovered that. Can you tell people what that is? Sure. So I guess the easiest way to describe it is that vada pao is Mumbai's burger. Um, it is basically this deep fried patty that's made of potatoes. And so the potatoes are just spiced very lightly with cumin and turmeric. You make a kind of mashed potato mixture, coat it with chickpea flour, and then deep fry the whole thing. And then that's stuffed into white bread. But um, the flavors that you're really getting is they normally get served with tamarind chutney and also this kind of spicy coriander minty chutney. And you also get a dry peanut garlic chutney that they put on top of the on the water pile. So that's where all the flavor is coming from. And it's kind of 
just you know hot and spicy, but not too spicy. Yeah, and real sweaty, comfort food, hearty. eh? Yeah, yeah. Deep fried potato and uh, and a, bread, a soft white bread roll. Exactly. What's, yeah. What, <laughs> and then what's, what's next? Not to love, right? Yeah. And then we also have over there bread pakora, which is two slices of white bread, so even more bread stuffed with potato, and then the whole thing's fried. So, you know, think deep-fried morobar, but the mm. potato version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, do you actually go and sit down in the restaurants, or are you mostly sort of walking and eating? We do sit down in the restaurants. So once we finish up with the food trucks, we go to about um, three other restaurants. Um, and so we then head into a South Indian joint, where we go and have a couple of different types of dosas. We then go to a biryani place and try um, a couple of biryanis and kebabs. And then I take them to a place that specializes in home-style Indian food, where we have some vegetarian food that people would normally just cook at home. Um, so, yeah, we try like a whole bunch, a whole variety. And we also stop over at a local Indian shop where people can you know, stock up on some groceries if they want to. Yeah. It's really cool, Persin. And um, sorry, is that how you say your name, by the way, Persin? Yes, yes, um, And I guess all I'll say is Kiwis can be a bit uh, self-conscious or, or shy about doing group events like this. What's your experience with that? Is it, does it feel awkward? I feel like you'd think like that, but it's not really because often the people that come for this is, um, you know, food is really the great leveler, right? Mm. So um, we all have this love for food in common, like whoever comes for the walk. And um, so we start off with just a round of introductions. But the minute you start talking about what everyone likes to eat, I can hear those tummies grumbling and then everyone just gets along past awesome. that. So, um, yeah, it's never really awkward. It's just um, really fun to, uh, you know, indulge in. Because you'd never, even if you went to a restaurant with your friend, you would only be able to order maybe two or three things. You know, you'd never really be able to try like eight or nine different dishes. So it's really fun to be able to try that huge variety yeah. of food with a group of people. Okay, um, I'm going to put you on the spot. What's your, what's your go-to dish? What's something that people should try that they might not have tried from an Indian menu? Sure. So I think what they should really try is a rava dosa. So I'm sure you already know about a dosa since you said that Indian food is your favorite. But have you ever tried a rava onion masala dosa? No, tell me. So, you know, traditionally, uh, dosa is made of this batter, which has rice and lentils. But um, rava dosa has a really interesting history. So rava dosa is actually made with rava, which is semolina. And, um, le well, basically the history is that it came about during World War II. During that time, um, you know, there was a real shortage of rice that was happening. So because of that, there was a, brand, a company called MTR in um, Karnataka State. And they decided that, okay, we're going to replace the traditional rice batter and we're going to replace it with rubber. And that they originally did that with the steamed idlis. And that worked so well that they then started making rava dosa. So basically, it's a much thinner batter that's made with semolina and some chopped onions, a little bit of cashew, some spice, and um, you put a little bit of baking soda so that you don't actually have to ferment it overnight. And because the batter is thinner, you get a really crispy dosa. 
And when you have it with masala, so that's like they'll stuff that with potatoes. And so you have this really crispy, almost like like a crispy crepe, but it's uh, got this kind of lattice texture, a lattice look to it because the batter is really thin and because of the semolina. Okay, so really you've got the whole of New Zealand hungry. <laughs> Piers, and we're out of time. Um, when's your next one and how can people take part? Sure, I've got a next walk coming up on the 24th of June and then I've also got a couple of dates coming up in July and it can be yourself or a group. We also do custom walks for groups of um, six to eight people as well. Oh, that'd be quite a fun event, wouldn't it, if someone was looking for something to do with some friends? Good stuff. Yeah. Nice yeah, to talk definitely. to you. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Piers and Patel uh, doing curry walks in Sandringham in Auckland. I can hear your mouth watering from here, Marama. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you are so right. I was like, no, please don't end. We can just continue with this. That was, sound is I so know, good. I could almost taste that. <laughs> mm. I was thinking about this. Um, I discovered this incredible chili oil that's made in uh, oh, yeah? the suburb where I live in locally. Wow. And, oh, my gosh. I've been putting it on everything. I didn't yeah. think I'd become one of those people that would put chili on everything they eat. No. And I was frying eggs, and then I was, like, scrambling it. I was like, oh, I'll put this on there. And Yeah, honestly, yeah, scrambled eggs, pizza. Yes, I think I'm addicted to it anyway. Okay. Love Indian food. Send me a um, send me an email about it, and um, if it sounds like it'd be a good interview, I'll see if we can get them Yes, on. definitely. Mm.